Good morning and welcome. And we are joined at this time, as we are at this uh, time every month, by the mayor of the city of Batesville, Mike Bettis. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well. How are you doing, sir? I'm very great. Thank you. All right. Excellent. And, of course, uh, Batesville uh, Board of Works and City Council met Monday night. And, of course, first up is the uh, Board of Works. And it was a, um, a parking lot and road and or parking lot closures that the uh, Board of Works uh, dealt with uh, on Monday night, Mr. Mayor. That's right. Well, I think we had five separate requests uh, for either parking lot usages or road closures uh, for different events. And so uh, and so we hear those every month. And five, I don't know if that's a record, but that's probably one of the bigger numbers that we've had for a while. And so we, there is a lot happening around the city. And uh, and, and so the, probably the first one uh, is from the Batesville Area Arts Council is looking to was looking to extend their uh, umbrella sky project and we're also looking to have some kind of a uh, i'll call christmas lights festival lights however you want to term it uh for the for the upcoming christmas season and so they asked if they could continue to use the parking lot uh, basically from november 1st of this year till to uh, november 1st of next year and uh, so the Board of Works uh, discussed that one and, and gave approval for, for that request. Uh, uh, we also heard about, um, there was also then in, in the City Council meeting, there was a request from the Batesville Area Arts Council for uh, Belterra funding so that they could um, have some funding to do a couple of different things, uh, one of which is, as I meant, already mentioned, is the Christmas lights or festival lights. And so uh, the city council then, it, later that night, then also gave them funding, $10,000 of Belterra funds for that project. So uh, I think it boils down to the fact that both Board of Works and city council both are, have looked upon the Batesville Area Arts Council project this year for with the umbrella skies is being very beneficial to the city of Batesville and to the businesses and wanted to do what they could to support that and give them an opportunity to do, uh, to do it some more again next year. Uh, I think the, the arts council is still weighing some options about what to do next summer. If it's the umbrellas again, or if it's different color umbrellas, or is it a different, uh, different, a way of using that same structure that they've already uh, put in place, so that that may be slightly up in the air yet. But uh, but suffice to say, both the Board of Works uh, embraced it, and City Council has also then embraced it with some funding. So uh, so we're looking forward to having uh, some more ex- uh, fun, exciting things in downtown Batesville next uh, this winter, and then also next summer. And, of course, uh, the um, other one that the um, had a few more with the uh, um, Batesville Area Skate Park Advocacy, uh, they're looking to have an event later this month. Yeah, they're looking on Saturday, October 23rd, to have what they call a skate jam. And so uh, they generally have done that, I'll say, late in the afternoon. Uh, I think they're looking from 3 to 8 p.m. on the 23rd to use that area out in front of the Umbrella Sky Project as a place 
to block off traffic and, and block off cars so they can have an area for kids to skateboard in and and have some fun and hopefully generate a little bit a little more talk and a little more excitement about the the uh, skate park and so the, they're doing their best to try to raise some money and then also to uh, get some interest and so Dr. Uh, Amy Glazer Carpenter is really the one who's been spearheading all that she's done a lot of work to get to this point and so uh, they made a request to use that parking lot and that was approved also and there was another request that came in from the Southeastern Indiana YMCA to hold their annual turkey trot. And so this is normally done on Thanksgiving morning. And so that'd be uh, Thursday, uh, November 25th, uh, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., where they have a 5K, 10K, and that they use some city streets in Hillendale. Uh, they also use uh, Highway 129. And so they were asking for authority to be able to use the city streets for for that for their annual event, and so that was also approved by the Board of Works. And is, San, is, Sandra, Sandy Dickey, on behalf of the Memorial Library, requested to close Elm Street from Schrader to Hillenbrand, and so that's that area then on Elm, which is not, you know, on the, I'll say the opposite side of Walnut Street, from Hillenbrand to Schrader to hold their annual The Great Pumpkin Walk which they have scheduled for Thursday, October 28th, which is a couple days before Thanksgiving or before Halloween. And so they're looking, they wanted to have that closed from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. that night. And so that was also approved by the Board of Works. And then the final event then that was, uh, that the Board of Works heard then was Melissa Tucker on behalf of the Batesville Area Chamber of Commerce and then also the city of Batesville and the Batesville Main Street Group are all teaming up together to put on the annual Christmas Parade and Christmas Tree Lighting Program, which is scheduled for Friday, December 3rd, from about 5 p.m. to about 9 p.m. that evening. And so the parade route for that evening will start down uh, in front of the middle school and the, and the memorial pool there on Mulberry. They'll head east. Uh, then they'll go up to George Street and they'll head east on George Street. They'll make a left-hand turn and, north, and turn uh, to going north on Main Street. And then they'll go up to where they hit Boringer and they'll make a right and then head east on Boringer Street to, to Park Avenue and then from Park over to Catherine Street. And so that's kind of the general same route that they have used in the past for the holiday parade for the Chamber of Commerce. And then the city... And Main Street then will will team up with the chamber for the tree lighting ceremony then that evening, uh, which will take place mainly in Inspiration Park, what we used to call the Bicycle Park lot. And so that will all take place uh, in one night on a Thursday night. And so that, too, was approved by the Board of Works on Monday. And uh, going back to the uh, the turkey trot, now uh, this is going to be around the uh, Hillendale uh, subdivision. Is that correct? And uh, you know, the uh, really the city doesn't have uh, authorization to allow them to use uh, State Road 129. Is, is that was that my uh, did I understand that right? Yes, you've got that correct. Uh, so the city can't speak on behalf of the state of Indiana, and for them to use uh, State Highway 129, I know they have used it in the past. 
and have been able to do so successfully because that road is pretty uh, is pretty wide, and the shoulders of that road are really wide. And there's plenty of room out there, but the city really is not legally able to give authorization for 129. But the city did grant approval for them to use Hillendale. They have done this for many years. I've actually run it uh, once or twice myself, and so it is. Uh, they they would like to use the. Uh, Hillendale streets and have and so most people on Thanksgiving morning don't even know that they're out there running uh, and so they run to the neighborhood that I live in and I have not many years have not noticed them coming through so it's should it's a relatively safe place for people to run and so but you're you're absolutely correct the city did give them permission to use the Hillendale streets but they we're just not legally uh, able to give permission for Highway 129. Okay. All right. We appreciate the uh, clarification. And uh, I guess that's uh, kind of like, um, you know, umpires and, uh, you know, game officials, if you don't notice them, I guess they're uh, they're doing all right. And kind of the same thing with the runners on uh, Thanksgiving morning around Hillendale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, they don't take up much space. And some of us are still uh, uh, in winter slumber, <laughs> uh, on Thursday morning, because uh, I know a lot of people celebrate uh, Thanksgiving on Wednesday night uh, locally, and so uh, there's not normally a large a large amount of movement that morning. Most people are busy in their kitchens, either cooking or getting prepared for a, a Thanksgiving Day feast. And so uh, I know I've not always noticed the people out there running uh, when they're when they've had the turkey trot over the last number of years. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a time out and we'll shift our focus to the city council meeting. That's coming up right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod as we continue our monthly conversation with the mayor of Batesville, Mike Bettis. And uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, uh, just like the Board of Works meeting, the council meeting was relatively short. Uh, of course, we mentioned the uh, Belterra request by the uh, Batesville Area Arts Council uh, regarding the Umbrella Sky Project, what they look to do in the future. And then, uh, but uh, some other important items were on the agenda as well uh, on uh, Monday night. That's right. And so we really had two uh two resolutions that we really needed to get um, taken care of on Monday night, and both of them are for, for budgeting for next year. And so we have to do our, our, our budgeting and, and preparation for 2022. Uh, we, we literally start June, July, and start building a budget. And so uh, Monday night we did what I'll say the uh, kind of the finishing work that the city will do for our budget. And so the city council then voted to give uh, um, Paul Gates, our clerk treasurer, permission then to submit that budget to the state. Um, and so that was done with resolution number 6-2021. And so that is setting the appropriations for next year. And then as a part of that, 
in that budgeting process. Uh, then the, the next item was a resolution number 7-2021, which reduces the appropriations for this year so that money would then be available for appropriations for next year. And so this is a, a step that we have gone through each year for the last number of years. And uh, we originally appropriate the money to spend it this year. We've not spent it at this point. We do not intend to spend a certain amount of money for this year. So we, uh, this is a way then to hold that money back so that it is available to be part of the appropriations for 2022. And so the two bills or two resolutions kind of work hand in hand. And this is really kind of the last big steps for the city. And then we'll submit it to the state later. And then the state will look through our budget. Uh, and then they normally will approve our budget and uh, send it back to us. And then, then we'll, we'll be started for 2022. And so it will take the state, the county and the state a few months to get get that information back to us, but uh, we really kind of wrapped up our budgeting cycle on Monday night by passing those two resolutions, and that uh, sets the appropriations and tax rates for 2022 and really um, gets us taken care of for the budgeting cycle for this year until the state approves it all. And uh, Mr. Gates, had to uh, he has to get that uh, to the state by uh, November 1st, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And so we uh, had that. We had our meeting on the 11th, and so now it will. It probably won't take him long at all to uh, finish packaging it up. I think it's basically already done, and then we'll get it in this month. That'll give the state a couple months to do their part. I should say the county and the state some time to do their parts and double check it, and make sure it's accurate, and then also to make sure that it is appropriate. Um, that we're not overspending and that the tax rates are all appropriate for what the the budget is uh, built for. So should be should be fairly simple. I think we've done this for the last five years and have not had any issues with this step at all. And so I expect it to go just as smoothly this year as it has in the years in the past. And we're talking to uh, Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis. And, of course, uh, you had your uh, usual um, uh, mayor's report. And uh, what were some of the highlights of that on Monday night? Well, really, this um, there's really two things I end up spending the most time talking about. One is seems to be COVID many times. And so I, I always make sure I do an update about COVID for city council and and and. So COVID seems to be uh, not being passed around as quickly in our uh, in across the state in our four county region, and that's uh, what I, I generally talk three days a week with WRBI uh, every morning uh, to talk about COVID and how it's progressing through Ripley, Franklin, Decatur, and Dearborn counties, the four local local counties, and so we keep track of how how many new cases there are every day. And then, but then there's also another way that the state provides for us to look at the zip code. And so we can look at numbers for the 47006 zip code, which more closely identifies with the city of Batesville. And so I keep track of that for council. And part of my presentation to council on Monday night was to say, even though the numbers across the state and the Ford County region have been 
I'll say slowing down slightly. Uh, we have not been as fortunate here locally in 47006 zip code in that if anything, in the last month, we had a 190 new cases this past month in comparison to 183 in the month before. So we saw a slight increase this past month. So I'm hoping that um, we will follow suit with the, with the state and with the four-county region and start seeing some easing of those numbers here in the next few weeks. But here in the last month, uh, our numbers have been steady and maybe you could say slightly increased. So just want people to know that it is still here and you still need to be cautious and you still need to make the same and make good choices so that you protect yourself and your family. And if you, and uh, I also use that as an opportunity to say, if you, and if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, to please consider to do so. And please uh, make, uh, have that conversation with your medical professionals and let them guide you if you have any questions about the vaccines. And then also make sure you're taking extra precautions to protect yourself and your family. So, so I, I try to do that every month. And so this month it was slightly different. The one good bit of news for uh, for our 47006 zip code is that we currently have 60% of the people within our zip code who are vaccinated, which is slightly ahead of the state rate. And the state rate of vaccination is 56.4%. So we're slightly ahead of the state, uh, but unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, we still are seeing the number of people getting getting sick, and so that was uh, that normally takes up part of the of my mayor's update every month. And then you know, over the last few months, it's been road construction, and so uh, I know it's been a long it was a long hot, hot summer, and we had a uh, a lot of construction on Walnut Street, and so Walnut Street was in basically closed the through traffic. Uh, there was different sections that were open at different times, depending upon where the construction was taking place. Uh, but that that work on Walnut Street is complete. And so we're, uh, it has been, parts of it have been repaved and it's still pretty, it's still bumpy in places. Uh, we know that. Uh, but the, the goal here is to, uh, has been accomplished, that was to replace the utilities under the road, the water, the wastewater lines have all been replaced up and down Walnut Street from about um, Kipper all the way up to Boringer Street. And so that has all been finished. And uh, and so we've got that work taken care of. Uh, and so I had to ex- explain that to council and then advise them that there was an ad number one that would in- that would continue the water line only, not the wastewater line, but the water line then for one block on Boringer Street from, let's see, it will go from Walnut to Main for one block, and then it'll make a right-hand turn and then go one block on Main Street, which would then go from Boringer to Pearl, so we can make that corner, I'll say, and extend the water lines uh, just a little bit farther. And so we're looking to do that work then in January after the Thanksgiving and Christmas season so that we don't interrupt um, the businesses uh, as try to be as careful as we can be for that so that we're, we'll be doing that work in January. So that was one piece of information shared with council. And then at this, uh, when Rowe Company finished the work on Walnut Street, then they started on a project that we call our Community Crossing Matching Grant for 2020, 
And this was the second phase of it. So it's 2020-2 Community Crossing Matching Grant Project. Where we have six streets that we're, re- we're milling and repaving. And in some cases, we're doing some stormwater work. And so we did a stormwater project on Mitchell Avenue, which basically goes from that corner there at Mitchell, which is close to the Boy Scout cabin, and then went oh, maybe about 300 yards down the road. And so that work has been finished. The wastewater or the stormwater work on Mitchell has been completed, and they were pouring concrete out there on Tuesday for a sidewall. And so that work is really in good shape. And so we'll, they'll come back and mill and pave Mitchell. They'll mill and pave Mulberry. They also have or a section of Mulberry from Columbus to Pearl Street. And then they have some a uh, few other streets around town, Park Avenue, Coon Hunters, Bolt Street, that will all get milled and repaved in different places. And that all will that milling and repaving will really get started hot and heavy next Monday so that there's still a lot of construction to, be, to get done. But uh, as I like to remind folks, I know it's painful. I know it's a, it disrupts everyone's lives when roads are shut down. But we get to do this, and uh, the, the good news for us is that the state picks up 75% of the cost, and so we're able then to get a lot of roads paved and get some stormwater projects done at the same time. And so we're hoping then that they'll get everything done and complete by their substantial completion date, which is October 29th, and then have a final completion of November 12th. And speaking of November, uh, that's the last opportunity for a a, a never-popular event in the the city of Batesville, and that is uh, heavy trash pickup. That's right. And so it it is a time-honored tradition around Batesville for heavy trash pickup. And so this year, the next uh, pickup date now is November 6th, which is a Saturday. So we like to tell people, Make sure you get out there and get your large, large items put out on November 5th. And we, uh, I would encourage people to check the Bates, the City of Batesville website. We have a listing of what can and cannot be placed out for large trash pickup. And so if you're taking furniture, make sure you wrap it in plastic before you take it out. If you're taking mattresses, make sure you wrap them in plastic before you take them out to the street. And then if there's other items, large items you want to take, get them all out there before 5 a.m. because the the trucks will get here early that morning and we'll start going around town picking up those large items. And so it's a great opportunity to get those things cleaned up and picked up as soon as uh, on on that weekend. And And probably another one we should talk about is the leaf collection. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, later this month. Yeah, that's right. So we will start that here on October 25th, uh, so that's a couple weeks away that we'll start having uh, our crews out picking up leaves. It normally takes us two to four, two weeks to four weeks, depending upon how many leaves there are in, in each neighborhood, to uh, get them all picked up in, in, in one cycle and then start another cycle. And so we generally have that going uh, all through the, starting the late in October and all through the month of November and then through the first few weeks of December then also. So we'll be pretty busy with that. And uh, and so we just encourage people to get those leaves uh, out to the edge. Don't put them on the street because we don't want to 
the leaves end up get into the stormwater system and the stormwater inlets and pipes. So if you leave them on your uh, on your yard, but right next to the street, as close as you can to the street without putting them on the street, that makes it easier for us to uh, drive by, suck them up in, with our vacuum, and then keep on moving down the street and get as many yards done as we possibly can. All right. Anything else uh, before we adjourn this morning? Um, well, the boat uh, farm is having their usual pumpkin festival for the next two weekends, so that's open from 10 to 6 uh, on the weekends. And then also Weberding's Carving Shop will have their web fest on October 23rd from 10 to 2 p.m. I know that's an event a lot of people look forward to. Uh, then probably the one that the kids are more interested in is at the Halloween parade put on every year by the American Legion Post 271 will take place on Sunday, October 31st from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, the parade starts at 6 and it goes through downtown and then the uh, trick-or-treating will be open all across the city from 6 to 8 p.m. And so I know that's one that the kids will be pretty interested in hearing about. So. All right. Well, with that, uh, we will uh, uh, let you go for the rest of the day. And, uh, Mr. Mayor, we appreciate your time this morning. All right. You all have a great day. Thanks for listening, and thanks for giving me this opportunity to share. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.